Well, hello, hello. Arctic Eric here with you at the kitchen table saying, Welcome. Good to be with you again wherever you are. Whatever you're doing, I'm thankful to have this time with you. So much is happening. So many questions, different phone calls coming and different conversations. So I just want to share a little bit about what's on my heart, hoping that God himself, by the person of the Holy Spirit, will encourage you today. It seems like we're in a time when many need to be encouraged, not only those who don't know Christ, but even those who have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I think we need to ask ourselves a question today. Do we really believe that God is good? When things happen, such as the crisis that's happening in the earth today, one can ask, is God a good God? What does that look like? It's interesting that many times when calamity comes, those who, who profess to not know God or believe in a God will often cause him in their minds to be the reason for it happening. Well, it's kind of wild. Someone that you do not believe in or something you don't believe in and somehow is responsible for that which is going on around you. But that's another discussion. Is God good? That's kind of what I'm thinking about today. With what's going on, the question comes, but, but with all this calamity in the earth today, is God good? Or is he judging? Has the judgment come? Well, let's look at this a moment. Are we living as believers under the law or under grace? Is judgment a now thing, or is reaping and sowing the now thing, knowing that a future judgment is coming? Think about that. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, he says, Look, don't you know? Have you failed to realize? Have you forgotten? Don't you get it? It's God's kindness, God's goodness, God's mercy it's intended to lead you to repentance. It's, his goodness is, is there to cause you to turn to him, to turn from yourself, to turn from your wicked ways. That means anything that is less than God's best, and turn to him. And it's through his goodness that he draws us and woos us and leads us through his kindness, not through calamity, that was in the Old Testament, under the law. But we're under grace. Yes, 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 God's amazing, transforming, sustaining grace will fulfill the law in and through our lives. But it isn't us doing it. It's the one who began a good work in us by grace that's going to complete it by grace until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. So right now, we're living, if we desire in a relationship with God by faith through grace and not by works. But if we have a works mentality, a rule-keeping mentality, a law-keeping mentality, one of the ways that might express itself is through believing that, well, this is God's judgment coming on the earth. Let me tell you, when God's judgment comes, there won't be any question about whether or not judgment has come. This is calamity. 
And God wants us to not only be encouraged ourselves, but to encourage others at a time like this, both our brothers and sisters in Christ and those who've not yet bowed their knee, those who have not yet experienced his kindness and goodness that will bring them to repentance. Because the good news is exactly that. It's good news. Christ died for our sins when we were yet sinners, lost and undone without hope in the world. God nailed him to a tree and raised him from the dead for each of us who believe. And when we hear that gospel message, we have from God the ability to believe it and to receive it and to walk in it. But that requires a life of focus and faith upon Jesus Christ, the faithful one. It doesn't take faith to look at the law and to look at judgment. It takes faith to say, I am right, pure, holy, and loved by God right now. Yes, there's a judgment coming, but I'm living in a grace-filled life right now. The power of God to live the pure, holy, and righteous life that Christ himself is in us and desires to be through us. Look, the law and grace, they're enemies in a way. Just like every part of your mind that is not renewed and transformed to understand what the will of God is, opposes God. And when we know what his will is, the challenge is not to try to do it, but to cause God to be who he is by saying, yes, be who you are, God. Pour out your grace upon me and let this will as expressed in your word, this transformation that you desire in my life, let it be done because you're a good God and you want to pour out goodness and kindness upon me to keep my eyes turned back toward you continually. That's good news. It's not good news to live in fear of judgment. It's not good news to live under the law and fail. It is great news to know Christ told the truth on the cross when he said, it's finished. You can't add to it. You can't take away from it. So stop trying to do that. It's not God, grace, plus anything. It's not Jesus plus anything. It's faith and trust and hope that springs from deep within in Jesus Christ alone. He's the author and the finisher of the faith. Listen, all the wisdom and knowledge we need is hidden in Christ Jesus, and he's in the hearts of us, of we who believe, through the person of the Holy Spirit, the person of righteousness, the person of wisdom, the person of knowledge, the person of holiness, the person of grace, the person of the Holy Spirit. God wants to help you today. Not only that you'll be comforted and encouraged in this calamity and this crisis and these things, but to not blame God, but instead to turn to God and say, Oh, Lord, Lord, continue to draw me to yourself through your mercy, the abundance of your love, that my eyes will be upon you, the author and the finisher of my faith, because you are a faithful high priest, Jesus. It is your desire not only to bring me comfort now, but to use me to speak life and love and comfort into the lives of others. As I share your goodness expressed in my life, your favor poured out in my life to encourage others that 
God wants to do the same for you who believe. He desires to be more than the God who created us. He desires to be an eternal Father, the Heavenly Father. That's His desire. You say, well, how can I do it? You can't. It's already finished. You just simply say, yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. I want you. I want that daily, intimate, personal relationship with you, Jesus, through the power of the person of the Holy Spirit. I want you, Jesus, the Prince of the Peace, who speaks peace in the midst of the storm. I want you to rule and reign with peace and love and mercy and grace and kindness in my life, that I might be able to keep a focus upon you, because it's your ability, your grace in me that makes it possible. It's another life when we meet him. It's a new life. It's his life. It's no longer I who live, Paul said, but Christ in me. He's the hope. He's the glory. He's the marvelous one. And he desires so much for you. So don't blame God at the kitchen table or wherever you are. Don't think it's judgment. Know that it's reaping and sowing. And may God help us all to sow to righteousness and reap reward, reap peace, peace of mind, to walk in forgiveness and forgiving. Oh gosh, it's wonderful to be back here at the kitchen table with you. I'm looking forward to the next time we meet. God is a good God. Cry out to him and ask him. Say, God, prove it. Show me. Be the God that you are for me. He'll hear you and he'll answer because it's his good pleasure to give good gifts. That is the person of the Holy Spirit in abundance and overflow to each of us. God bless you. Good day.